Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. Chicago, 1935. In a city rife with crime and corruption, a hero emerges, the Shade, who rushes in where fools fear to tread, with predictable results. You would think that after a whole season, he'd get better. Luckily for Chicago, there's the vamp. Female crime fighter replete with all the skill and talent the shade lacks. Theodore Rockwell, go-get'em reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, is the shade. Ably assisted by his partner, Wednesday morning, a.k.a. the vamp. Can the Shade save Chicago from crime? Can the Vamp save the Shade from himself? Can one man's uncanny ability to wear dark clothing protect an entire city from the darkness that lurks in the hearts, minds, and unlit rooms of men? Find out on this week's episode, A Hero's Just a Sandwich. Well, loyal listeners, No matter how much things change, they still stay the same. And we're still switching sponsors this week. While there had always been unfair, unfounded rumors circulating about Cosa Nostra Concrete, no one had ever been able to cement a lasting charge against them. This apparently had caused the owners and operators to get a bit cocky. But when they decided to open a shoe department, that apparently attracted the kind of attention from law enforcement that couldn't be swept under the rug or hidden within the basement walls of a large multi-story building. So while Cosa Nostra Concrete is experiencing 15 to 20 years of restructuring, we here at Throwing Shade are proud to welcome the fine folks at Dr. Bunko Hoser's Health Tonic. Dr. Hoser's Health Tonic, the all-natural, science-free way to good health. The story so far. Lawrence Welp and Esther Prim have gone on a bank-robbing spree as the musically-inclined Squeezebox Bandits. The Shade and the Vamp were hot on their trail, but due to Theodore Rockwell's mother, Golda, invading Illinois in search of an explanation as to why he missed his daily phone call, the two bank robbers were able to get away, but not before letting slip that they were attempting to act as modern-day Robin Hoods. Theodore was able to stave off his mother's nosiness and her attempts at matchmaking, much to the relief of Wednesday morning. But the future is uncertain, as the bank robbers are still at large. Everyone all caught up? Good, because seriously, that's a mouthful. 
And now, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1. Call them Mint Jelly. Esther and Larry are still on the lam. After the escape of the Squeezebox bandits, law enforcement stepped up their efforts to discover where the crooks had gone to ground. Unfortunately, like an apple tree in the dead of Chicago's winter, their efforts didn't bear fruit. However, Police Chief Cannoli was hopeful. I hope we find them. You're quite the optimist, Chief. That's so ridiculous. I'm a police chief. An optimist checks your eyes. As the days went by with no sign of the squeeze box bandits, more questions began to surface. How can those two still evade capture? What are the police doing? Where are the shade and the vamp? Won't someone please think of the children? These questions were echoed in the halls of power. Won't someone, someone please think, think of the children? children? And those echoes got the attention of Mayor Crane. Miss Honeysuckle, did you hear something? See. Excuse me? See, I heard it. How could I see you heard it? Nor look, see. Yes, see. Yesy? Exactamente. I knew a Yesy once. Nice Norwegian girl, Yesy Janssen. I see. No, she wasn't icy at all. Quite friendly, in fact. Kay? No, Kay was her sister. Ay, Dios mío, begando. While the mayor was failing at international relations, those whispered questions were being asked far more loudly over at the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald. Great Caesar salad! How can an accountant and a librarian stay on the run for so long? Chicago's a big city, Chief. And they don't exactly stand out. What are you talking about? He carries an accordion everywhere he goes. People work very hard not to notice an accordion, Chief. Otherwise, the player might mistake it for interest and start playing. And nobody wants that. I'm not exactly surprised the police can't find them. But what about the shade and the vamp? Usually those two stick their dark-clothed noses into everything. Well, Chief, we obviously can't speak for them. Obviously. I mean, we know them a bit. A bit? That is, as much as anyone can know two people whose identities are complete mysteries. Complete mysteries. No way of knowing who either of them are. No way at all. So anything we say would be the purest speculation, since we are definitely not them. Definitely. I think that we can all agree that neither of you are the Shade or the Vamp. Now spit it out! Well, Mr. Clemens, since most of the stolen money has been returned and had been earmarked for donation to charities... And since they've made no move to rob any other banks since they disappeared... It's possible that the Shade and the Vamp simply don't consider the two of them threats and therefore don't feel the need to go after them. What? What kind of crazy half-baked theory is that? Is that more of that cockamamie woman's intuition I'm hearing more and more about? Well, if you think about it, Chief, it makes sense. The Shade and the Vamp may just feel that they should focus on more immediate threats. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? That makes sense. That's literally what I said. What are you typing? My resignation. Again? I mean it this time. Wednesday, I have two words for you. 
Depression? Breadline. That's three words. I thought breadline was hyphenated. Fine, but one of these days... What I want to know is what makes the Shade and the Vamp think that they've got the right to decide who is and isn't a threat to this city and how to dispense justice? He does know the definition of vigilante, right? Don't ask me. Clarence Clemens is complaining about the Shade and the Vamp not being out on the street. Nothing makes sense anymore. What are you two whispering about? Nothing. Nothing. Good. I want you to try to find out what the Shade and the Vamp are up to. Right away, Chief. Well, what are you waiting for? This is usually the moment where you yell at us to get out of your office and do some work and then slam the door. With an optional thrown object. Oh. Right. The squeeze box bandit thing really has me off my game. <clears throat> now get out there and get me a story, and don't come back until you do. I don't understand anything. Uh, just so out. crazy in this house. Has anyone seen background I don't know, Theo. Maybe. It's nice to see he's putting in the extra effort. As I was saying, maybe we should be trying to find Larry and Esther. Well, look at it this way, Wednesday. Either they've stopped robbing banks, in which case they aren't a threat, or they haven't, in which case they'll come out of hiding soon in order to rob a bank. Either way, looking for them isn't going to do as much good. Besides, we have bigger fish to fry. We do? What? Well, since it's been pretty quiet, I signed us up for cooking classes. Tonight is Lake Trout, so we have... Bigger, bigger fish, fish to, to fry. fry. I need a new job. Act 1, Scene 2. Blinded by the light. Chicago gets a visit from the Big Apple. As the days turned into weeks, interest in the squeeze box bandits waned. At least, it waned in Chicago which had other matters to attend to. But word of the two bank robbers on the run had spread across the country, and the city of Big Shoulders was getting a lot of attention from businessmen. My name is Tycoon, and I can tell you Chicago is a terrible place because, and many people have told me this, and they are saying, and believe me, I know terrible places because I built most of them, but at least... My terrible places charge a lot, so there's a lot of valuable and terrible place. And don't get me wrong, there are worse places than what I've done. Chicago. Gubernatorial hopefuls. I'm Paul E. Titian, and I want to say that Chicago is a city that will live in infamy. We cannot allow the rule of law to be so fluted. Uh, sir? So, flouted? No, sir. So flaccid. No more questions. And out on the East Coast, an individual who was so upset he felt it necessary to travel to Chicago and interrupt a meeting between Mayor Crane and Police Chief Cannoli. Chief Cannoli, this cannot stand. How is it possible for the police force of a major metropolitan city to be so completely incompetent? This is not true. None of my officers is an incompetent. 
I mean, Officer Gumbano is a bit on the older side, so if he laughs too hard, he sometimes has an accident, but... That's incontinent. Of course are we incontinent. We know on an island, so we incontinent of a North America. Uh, that's not... What is it? I'm so sorry to interrupt, Mayor Crane. Uh, no, please, Miss Honeysuckle, come in. What is it? There's a man here to see you. He says it's very urgent. What does he want? He wouldn't say. Only that... He is here to shine the white hot light of justice on the dark corners of evil. He make you write that down? Oh no, it's printed on his business cards. Well, tell him to wait. I have business with Police Chief Cannoli. Actually, I think I can help you with that. Guapo. Actually, the name is Captain Luminous from New York City. New New York York City? And I'm very impressed with your secretary's reading of my business card. You speak very well. That makes one of us. How did you get in here? You can't keep out the bright light of truth. Rosa, I told you to close that window. Every time I do, the shade shows up and breaks it. And then Jewel expects me to clean it up. What do I look like? The maid? And think very carefully before you answer that. So what brings you to Chicago all the way from uh, (laughs) New York City? A plane, obviously. Ask a silly question. Oh, dear heaven, he's... Oh, he is, but look at that chin. You could take a nap in that dimple. I think the police chief meant why are you here? To solve your problem, of course. Of course. Of course. What problem? Yes, so what the problem? What problem? The one I overheard you and Chief Cannoli arguing about. Really? That seems strange. Not strange at all. A problem of this magnitude cries out for the assistance of New York's greatest crime fighter, Captain Luminous! You truly feel that the police force's inability to stop vandals from stealing and defacing street signs along the newly dedicated Mayor Crane Boulevard requires that level of assistance. Sounds like Papa's Pequeños, if you ask me. Who's a Papa Pequeña? As a small potatoes. He may not matter much, but it'd be nice to know who he is, if he's involved. It's a good thing you've got that dimple in your chin. You have no idea how right you are. No! No! Ah! Luna, there you are. I was getting worried. Really? You were? (laughs) Of course. Without you, it would chronicle my greatness. Right. Of course. Who are you? I'm... This is Luna Libelul. Libel? Libelul. Libelul? Libelul. Liberty Bell? Close enough. Miss Lib... Don't bother, just call me Luna. Is my sidekick. She is indispensable to me. What took you so long? It wasn't easy to climb through this window, especially with this. Ah, my dry cleaning. Luna, you're a lifesaver. Now, Luna, tell him. The captain is here to offer you his assistance in apprehending the criminal duo terrorizing your city. What? 
Cannoli, why wasn't I told about a criminal duo terrorizing the city? Rosa, why wasn't I told about a criminal duo terrorizing the city? Because I didn't know there was a criminal duo terrorizing the city. And I don't work for Joe. I'm referring to the Squeezebox Bandits. Oh, them. I understand the running rampant through the streets of this second tier, but nonetheless, fine city. While it is true that they have yet to be apprehended, I wouldn't say they're running rampant. They're not even running, really. Nobody has seen them in weeks. Even so, any criminal walking free casts a dark pall over the bright light of freedom. Captain Luminous is more than willing to apprehend these criminals and bring them to justice for you. That's awfully kind of you, Captain, but Chicago already has two masked crime fighters, and adding any more would simply be ghosts. Masked crime fighters? What masked crime fighters? Uh, Captain? I should have had this information. What? Who was paid at camp? She said the shade and the vamp. No! Honestly, I don't even know why we have a door. Shed, what are you doing here? I saw a strangely attired person climbing through this window. Where is this miscreant? He means you, Captain. Of course he did. I knew that. Never fear, I'm Captain Luminous from New York. I'm here to shine the white-hot light of justice on this dark den of criminality. Thanks for the offer, but Chicago doesn't need help from New York. You don't catch criminals with Broadway lights. You have to surprise them from the shadows. Justice is shady. Ay, bendito. Is that the best you got? What? Do you want to try again? No. It's a work in progress. Black is not the color of justice. But it's not your fault. The squeeze box bandits are far too high profile for a mere dilettante. But I have experience bagging big game. I apprehended the wise cracker. You mean the criminal mastermind that taunts the police with puns? The very same. I thwarted his attempt to steal the Empire State Building. Really? How? You see? It's far too complicated to go into right now. Just know that I was the one who apprehended him, and I shall be the one to apprehend the squeeze box bandits. Luna, my clippings! These are some stories about Captain Luminous's exploits. Ooh! Ah! Chicago is my city. Don't worry. I'll give it back once I've cleaned it up. Luna, my fanfare. What was that? I play it every time Captain Luminous is about to undertake a dangerous mission. It strikes terror into the hearts of cowardly criminals. Come, Luna! Justice jump! Seriously, the door works fine. I oiled it this morning. It was very nice to meet all of you, and please don't be upset. The captain really just wanted to help. Maybe the two of you could... Luna! My dry cleaning! Oh, right. Hope going down is easier. 
Luna, leap. Huh. Well, what do you think about that? Obviously, we all want to see justice done, so I'll accept his help. But he steps out of line. I may have to pull the shade down on Captain Luminous. Jumping out the window! He's getting better. Act 1, Scene 3. A lovely shade of green. Wednesday gets her head turned, and Theo learns the letters NVS. Word spread like wildfire that Captain Luminous, New York's greatest hero, was in Chicago. Mostly because Captain Luminous told Luna to contact the papers. This necessitated a press conference to be held in front of police headquarters. Not everyone, however, was happy with the news. I am not happy with this news! Leaping Limburger! Just what this town needs! Another masked crackpot! And from New York, no less! Why are you looking at me like that? Leaping Limburger? What happened to Great Caesar Salad? I'm trying something new. Prohibition's over and I feel like I've been saying the same thing for a long time. I worry about it becoming stale. I don't know exactly why, but you're right. It stinks. Just like New York. What do you have against New York, Mr. Clemens? It's a center of culture. So it's a Petri dish. You know how to tell if a New Yorker is being friendly? How? He says please before he mugs you. I don't know why anyone would have a problem with Captain Luminous being here. This is a man who single-handedly deciphered all the wisecracker's puns, tracked him down, and apprehended him. He's amazing. Oh, really? Absolutely. Captain Luminous is the real deal. It's my opinion that- Enough! If I wanted to hear two goofballs argue, I'd turn on Burns and Allen. Now get to that press conference and get me some dirt on this New York no-good-nick. I'm sorry if I upset you, Theo, but you have to admit, Captain Luminous's exploits are pretty impressive. No need to apologize, Wednesday. As a man, I have the ability to stuff unpleasant emotions down and forcibly ignore them. It makes for a particularly calm existence. That can't be healthy. But it is effective. And I never have to worry about my health since I've started taking Dr. Bunko Hoser's health tonic. Dr. Bunko Hoser's health tonic? Does it work? Absolutely. You take one drink from the supplied pre-measured dose glass in the morning and one at night. And every medical issue you could possibly have is cleared up. It strengthens your internal systems and keeps you from getting sick. That's incredible. And it's all natural. No crazy chemicals that sound like they were cooked up by a mad scientist in a movie. In fact, Dr. Bunko Hoser guarantees that none of his health tonic has ever seen the inside of a laboratory. That's wonderful. It's important to know what's in your food. And big science-sounding words are confusing. That's right. But you'll find none of that with Dr. Bunko Hoser's health tonic. Only ingredients found in nature and mixed expertly in the good doctor's basement. Not only does it keep my system well balanced, but the twitching it causes helps me keep my weight down. Is there anything Dr. Bunko Hoser's health tonic can't help with? If there is, you don't need it. 
But now, come on, let's go hear what Captain Luminous has to say for himself. As the press conference began, the noonday sun shone off the captain's reflective golden outfit and highlighted his rugged, square-jawed profile, showing it off to its best effect. Even so, the press were skeptical. I'm skeptical, Captain Luminous. Good to meet you, Mr. Gull. What is your question? No, that's not... I mean, I'm doubtful. So sorry, Mr. Full. Luna. Call this man a doctor. He's obviously suffered a head injury and can't remember his own name. Look at him, Theo. Look at that outfit. Look at that profile. Look at that dimple. So he has a hole in his chin. What's the big deal? Captain Luminous, why do you think you'll be able to apprehend the squeeze box bandits when the police and our own local heroes, the Shade and the Vamp, were unable to make any headway? <laughs> Luna. My clippings. If I might draw your attention to where the mayor of New York called the captain the finest crime-fighting mind known to man. Now hold on! That didn't answer the question! How will you find these crooks? You don't know the city! Won't someone please think of the children? Everyone relax! I am a modern crime fighter. I don't spend my time brooding on rooftops in the middle of the night. I do not brood. You brood a little. I apply modern scientific criminal theories to the situation and proceed from there. What scientific criminal theories? The most forward-thinking and cutting-edge ones, of course. The ones that are backed up by a slew of anecdotal evidence. Remember, you can't hide from the white-hot light of justice. Wednesday. That is an excellent catchphrase. If there are no more questions, I'm off. Now that I agree with. Luna, my fanfare. He shot a grappling hook from that gun. Then swung away on it. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Come on, Wednesday. It's time for us to swing into action. You mean? The Shade and the Vamp are going to follow Captain Luminous. There's something about that guy I don't trust. We'll return to throwing shade. A hero's just a sandwich in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, are you more under the weather than a barometer? Are you constantly tired, listless, Lacking vim and vigor? Are you more riddled with infections than English royalty? Then try Dr. Bunko Hoser's health tonic. That's right, Dr. Bunko Hoser, famous doctor of Phil Goodology, has created an all-natural, all-in-one health tonic that will cure your ills and protect against all manner of disease. Don't trust phony quacks that want to shoot some crazy concoction of chemicals and bread mold into your body. Dr. Bunko Holzer's Health Tonic is all natural, made with nothing you can't find outside on a forest floor right now. 
Don't be fooled by sciency buzzwords like sterile environment, fully tested, or peer-reviewed. Dr. Bunko Hoser's health tonic contains only the finest combination of honey, nightshade, hemlock, and mistletoe for that kiss of health. One dose in the morning and one at bedtime, and all your ills will wither away. Don't fall for chemical treatments pushed by people with training. Remember, you can't trust doctors, except Dr. Hoser. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shane? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. Oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects. Sell advertising. Right, sell. Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving... Comedy starved. Comedy starved listeners from coast to coast. I understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? Ooh. Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to throwing shade. A hero's just a sandwich. Act two, scene one. The dimple joys of maidenhood. The vamp and Luna Libelul learn how the other half lives. A few hours later, atop a roof somewhere in Chicago, Captain Luminous and Luna Libelul, well, you know who I'm talking about, were examining their options. Captain... We've been searching the city all day, and we haven't found anything. I think we need a new plan. And a rest. My feet are killing me. I can't be slowed down by your feminine weaknesses, Luna. Or your negativity. You know my highly scientific search procedure is foolproof. It seems to me we're just wandering around hoping to run into them. It's statements like that that prove why I'm the hero and you're the servant. Whatever. I realize the complexity of my plan is far too great for the feeble female mind to grasp, but you should realize by now that my way is the right way. Seems to me it's the slow getting no results way. Ah. Hello, Shade. I was wondering when you would show yourself. You knew he was there? (laughs) Please, Shade, not in front of Captain Luminous. Sorry, you're just so good at the unexpected entrance thing. Of course I knew you were there. I deduced you would follow us in a desperate attempt to be involved in my apprehension of the Squeezebox bandits. I wouldn't say desperate. We wanted to offer our assistance, since we are more familiar with the city. I'm sorry, and you are? I believe that's the one they refer to as 
the vamp, Captain. Ah, yes. A woman crime fighter. How droll. The vamp. Yes, I see it. You have a sort of Fay Ray thing going on. Nice outfit. Thanks. It has pockets. <gasps> you get pockets? Pockets? How amusingly unnecessary. Just what sort of help were you offering? Apprehending the squeeze box bandits. We have knowledge and expertise you lack. We? The two of us. We're a team. A team? Well, that certainly explains quite a bit, doesn't it, Luna? Ah! 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 ah. It certainly does, Captain. Imagine. Am I missing something? I was going to ask you. Obscure punchlines are really more your forte. I must thank you. I haven't had that good a laugh in a long time. As much as I appreciate the offer of help from your, uh, team, I assure you I am capable of accomplishing this mission on my own without the assistance of a so-called hero and his, uh, partner. Please, Captain Luminous. We're big fans. You are. You are? We are. Of course. I mean, the fella who caught the wisecracker. How could we not admire your courage, your intellect, your... Dimple? <laughs> that too. I would like to go on record as not caring at all about the dimple. <clears throat> well, in that case, I'm sure I could let you tag along. Never let it be said that Captain Luminous hid his light under a bushel. I'd be more than happy to teach you a thing. Or two. I assure you, there's nothing you could teach me about fighting crime. Then it's a good thing I wasn't talking to you. I meant her. Her? Me? You. I think it's charming you want to learn crime fighting from an expert. Actually, more offering to help. Yes, yes, I'm sure you could find a way to lend a hand. And just what am I supposed to do? You should keep looking for Larry and Esther. We can cover twice as much ground that way. <laughs> <laughs> this is too funny. Now she's offering strategy. Can you believe it, Luna? It sounds like a good... I think you should carry on your own search for the bandit shade. Cover twice as much ground that way. Basic strategic thinking. Surprised none of you thought of it. That's literally what she just... I barely even notice it anymore. Anymore? Wait, do you mean I? The best part of it is, it keeps you out of my way while I clean up your mess. Care to put your money where your mouth is? Oh no. A wager? There's no way you find the bandits before me, even with the vamp's help. No one, best Captain Luminous. No one except the Shade. Ooh, dueling bases. This is going to end badly. Consider your challenge accepted. And just to show I'm a good sport, I won't leave you without assistance. Luna! Captain? You will accompany the Shade. But... Glad you agree. May the best man win. Which will be me. Because you can't hide from the white hot light of justice. Excellent, Captain. Victory will be mine, because good things happen in the dark. Keep working on it, Shade. Enough chit-chat. Vamp, my fanfare. Oh, of course. Luna, give her your trumpet. Oh, right. Here. <laughs> <laughs>
What am I supposed My to- fanfare! <laughs> Seems fitting. No matter, we'll just have to get those lips in shape. That seems... Focus on the dimples. <laughs> Whoa! Justice jump! See you soon, Shade. Um, Vamp Vault! Ha! Looks like it's just you and me, Luna. Any ideas? Do you have any dry cleaning? Act 2, Scene 2. ¿Quién está primero? Mayor Crane tries to go south of the border, and communication between the Shade and Luna just goes south. As our newly minted mixed doubles, headed in opposite directions hoping to arrive at the same destination, at City Hall, Mayor Crane was attempting to repair his international relations failure. Miss Honeysuckle, could you come here for a moment? Yes, Mayor? Rosa, I feel terrible about how I misunderstood you earlier, and I would like you to help me become a more well-rounded public servant. I'm not going to start cooking for you on top of everything else. No, no. I would like you to teach me some Spanish. Would you do that? You mean it? Yes, Rosa, I do. I understand that the makeup of this city is changing, and there's not a thing we can do to stop it. Ooh, it's very progressive of you. So this will allow me to reach out directly to an entirely new set of voters, which any opponent of mine would be woefully unable to do. Oh, unless they were a native Spanish speaker. That's what I like about you, Miss Honeysuckle. Your sense of humor. <laughs> now, would you instruct me? I would be glad to. Excellent. Tell me what no is in Spanish. No. Come on, tell me. No. Why not? Why not what? Why won't you tell me? I'm telling you. So go ahead. No. You just said you'd tell me. I am telling you. So tell me what no is in Spanish. No. Look, I'm asking you a simple question, and I don't know why you won't give me a simple answer. Just tell me what the Spanish word for no is. No. Look, all I want is to learn some Spanish. I'll teach you some. Yes? Si. See what? What? Okay. The Spanish word for yes is okay. No. See. See? See. I don't see anything. Ay, Mr. Mayor, you have to pay attention. I'm trying to tell you. So tell me. Okay. I know that one. Okay is yes. No. See. See what? K. K what? Now you've got it. I've got what? Yes. So K is yes. No. What? How should I know what? I'm asking you. And I'm telling you. So what's yes? No. What's K? Yes. Exactly. So K is yes. No. What? I don't know what. What's K? Yes. Exactly. So K is yes. No. 
What? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let, 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 let's start over. Tell me what no is. No. Yes. Si. So no is si. No, yes. Make up your mind. Which is it? Which is what? So what is which? What is que? Yes. Now you've got it. I don't even know what the heck I'm saying. I'll ask you. <clears throat> what is K? Yes. Yes? Yes. So yes is K. No, C. You're going to see the unemployment line if you don't tell me some I Spanish. Now to... tell me what's no. What's K? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Ay, Dios mío. Meanwhile, the Shade was dealing with communications issues of his own, namely getting Luna to speak. So, Luna, I think our best bet is to check out places where accordion players are welcome. Shouldn't take long. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes, well, you don't talk much, do you? Only when spoken to. Captain Luminous doesn't like my nattering to interfere with... Only when spoken to, Captain Luminous doesn't like my nattering to interfere with his thinking. Besides, my opinions don't matter because I'm not smart enough to be a crime fighter. That's a man's job. So what does he have you do? Does he bounce ideas off you? Develop strategy? Create inside jokes? I run a lot of errands. And cook. And clean a secret lair. Seems a waste of your... Wait, he has a secret lair? Yes. He calls it the Fortress of Illumination. Don't you have a secret lair? I have a studio apartment. Would you like me to clean it? I'd like you to come with me and keep your eyes open. If you see something suspicious, let me know. Whether all women are cut out to be crime fighters, I happen to know a pretty good one. So until you show me differently, I have no reason to believe you can't be helpful. Thanks. What I do know is, if the captain tries to get the vamp to clean anything, she'll rip him a new dimple. Come on! Act 2, Scene 3. He took Bronzeville. The vamp discovers criminology is black and white. While the shade was supplying backhanded compliments, the vamp was confused. I'm confused. Why are we staking out a saloon in Bronzeville? Criminology 101, Vamp. You go where the criminals are, and this neighborhood is teeming with them. What are you talking about? Is Chicago really this backward? Everyone knows criminal behavior is determined by biology, with certain groups being significantly more predisposed to it. So here we are, because science! Prohibition was repealed, so just going into a saloon doesn't make someone a criminal. At least not anymore. I'm going to try saying this again, and I'll go a bit slower. Criminality is determined by biology. There's nothing biological about being a drunk. It's just a lack of willpower. I think that new Alcoholics Anonymous might disagree with you. Never trust anyone who insists on remaining anonymous, says the man in the mask. Everyone knows crime exists in the dark recesses of society. And there's few places darker than Bronzeville. It's simple eugenics. Are you 
telling me that you think- You there! Criminal! Stand and be questioned! You talking to me? Are you talking to me? I don't see anyone else around here, so you must be talking to me. I'm very sorry about this. Ain't you the vamp? Yes, yes I am. Who's this wonderbred looking fool with the light bulb on his chest? I was hoping to meet the shade. I'm Captain Luminous, writer of wrongs, defender of the weak, bearer of the white hot light of justice. Was he dropped on his head as a kid? We're looking for- We seek the squeeze box bandits. Now where are your thieving brethren hiding? I really am sorry. He's from New York. That explains a lot. Your silence proves your complicity. You cannot escape the white-hot light of justice, Jezebel! It's Loretta. Pleasure to meet you. Do not make me become forceful. You know, for the white-hot light of whatever, you ain't the brightest bulb in the lamp, are you? How dare you? Everybody knows the squeeze box bandits ain't from this side of town. More cream, less coffee, if you take my meaning. Why, they stick out of this neighborhood like... Like you! <laughs> so if you're looking for them, I suggest you take your Tom Sawyer picket fence-looking keister back uptown. I will not be spoken to that way by a... L thank you, Loretta. We'll be on our way. Probably a good idea. And if I was you, I'd stick with the shade, honey. Everybody knows you should always bet on black. What were you thinking? What? That went brilliantly. We gained information as to where the squeezebox bandits were. She knew because she was obviously a criminal. Science has proven right yet again. That doesn't prove anything. I could have told you they weren't in Bronzeville. Why would I trust the emotional flights of feminine fancy when I can get hard evidence from a real lawbreaker? <laughs> I told you you would learn real crime fighting from me. Now let us be off. My fanfare. Dropped the trumpet. This is why I insist that Luna wear it around her neck. Oh well, let's go! Justice jump! Why do I feel like I made a horrible mistake? Has the vamp made a horrible mistake? Will the shade find the squeeze box bandits before Captain Luminous? Will Captain Luminous science himself into a serious keister kicking? Find out the answers to questions which may include these next week on the thrilling conclusion of Throwing Shade. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Here's a sneak listen to next week's episode. It's this way. This has been Throwing Shade, Brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Sponsored by Dr. Bunko Hoser's Health Tonic. Created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Andrew Pond. Directed by Katherine Siegel. Starring the voice talents of Daniel Hool, Noelle Kleiss, Kaylee Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. 
Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same Shade Time, Same Shade Station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Mike Drugan. Luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Bye.